Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensa, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensa is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. I want to explain the meaning and importance of Christ likeness. I want to argue with every church, every Christian church, and every Christian in the world that the most important single target for every Christian must be Christ-likeness. So number one, what do we mean by Christ-likeness? Number two, why is Christ-likeness important? And number three, what is God's standard for the Christian's life? Number one, what is the meaning of Christ-likeness? Christ-likeness simply means the pursuit of Jesus Christ, his character, his doctrine, his ministry fruitfulness, and his intimacy with God the Father and the Spirit of God. Christ-likeness is the process of committing yourself to obey, to imitate, to hunger and thirst, to be like Jesus. You want the change, the transformation in your life, which makes it such that you look more and more like Jesus. The theologians call it sanctification. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 19, Paul says, My little children, in whom I travail till Christ be formed in you. Galatians 4.19 My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth, until Christ is formed in you. Christ formed in you. Christ formed in you. Christ formed in you within you in philippians chapter 2 verse 5 the bible says let this mind and attitude be in you which is yours in christ jesus philippians 2 5 
Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. This means that what we see in the church of God today is not normal. Have you ever asked yourself why so many born again Christians they go to church 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years they are born in Christian homes but their character is no different from that of the people on the streets, from unbelievers. There is no change in the office, at school. They all cheat in exams. They all watch pornography. They dress the same way. And you see that whenever any traditional or cultural issue is there, they are all pouring the libation. They all do the same thing. They all listen to the same kinds of music and dance the same kind of dance. Why? Why is it that Christians go to church for so many times and yet they are not changed? Have you ever asked yourself? The answer to that question is Christ-likeness. And this is why throughout this month, I'm going to argue with you. I'm going to reason with you. Isaiah 1.18 says, Come, let us reason together. I'm going to debate with you. I'm going to put things over to you that the normal Christian life is to become more and more like Jesus. If you are not becoming more and more like Jesus, you are becoming more and more like the devil. There is no difference at all because either you are changing for the better or you are changing for the worse the world is not static we live in a fast changing world and you are either changing to be more like jesus or you are changing to be more like the devil there is no two ways about it so this brings me to the second part of my sermon. Why is it important to become more and more like Jesus? Why is Christ-likeness critical in the life of every Christian? I will try and give you ten reasons. Number one, when God made man, he made man in the image and the likeness of God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. God made man in his image and after his likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1, 27. Now, when Adam and Eve fell into sin in Genesis chapter 3, the image of God was broken, but it was not lost. And in the fullness of time, 
God sent his son Jesus who is the image of the living God let's read Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 Colossians 1 15 Colossians 1 15 Yes. He is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4, we are told that the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that the light of the gospel should not shine for them. And that is Christ, the image of God. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Christ is the image of God. Therefore, when God made man in his image and likeness, this understanding was that we should be like Christ who is the very image of God. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says, Jesus carries the likeness, the stamp of the very glory and likeness of God. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, the sun is the radiance of God's glory. Yes. And the exact representation of his being. This son is the exact representation of his being. Jesus himself said in John chapter 14, verse 8 and 9 that Philip have I been with you for so long you don't know me anyone who has seen me has seen the father John chapter 1 verse 18 the Bible says no man has at any time ever seen God the only begotten son Jesus who is in the bosom of the father he has made him known therefore the new birth in Christ is to bring us back from our fallen nature back into the very image of God that is in Christ let's read Ephesians chapter 4 I think we should just read verse 22 and 23 Ephesians 4 yes 22 23 you were taught with regard to your former way of life yes to put off your old self. Put off the old self. Which is being corrupted. Yes. By its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your mind. Be made new in the attitude of your mind. Act 24. And to put on the new self. Put on the new self. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Created to be like God. If you are born again. The new creation is created to be like God in the very image of God. Colossians chapter 3 verses 9 and 10. Do not lie to each other. Yes. Since you have taken off your old self. Yes. With its practices and have put on the new self. Which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. The new self is being renewed in knowledge in the image of his creator i believe that point is settled every human being every human being no matter what religious persuasion what race you are of you were created in the image of god and when we fell 
God sent Jesus, who is the image of God, to come and restore us back into this image. And Christ-likeness is the pursuit, the going back to the original image of God that is in man, which is found in no other person but in Jesus. Now the second reason why Christ-likeness is important is because God predestined, He chose us so that we will be like Jesus from eternity past. So that we shall be conformed to the image of His Son. Let's read it from Romans chapter 8 verse 29. Romans 8 29. Yes. For those God foreknew. Those God foreknew. He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. He also predestined that they should be conformed to the image of his son. It's, it's a Greek word pro horizo. Pro meaning before. And horizo is where we get horizon from. It means to set a limit in advance God predestined us so that we will be conformed to the image of his son so that Jesus will be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters I mean you look at your your big brother and people look at you and say hey is that your brother you say yeah this is our firstborn you say ah look at your nose your nose is just like his you know, that's firstborn. There must be a distinct mark around every Christian to show that you look like Jesus. He is your, our firstborn. He is your big brother. And in Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4, the Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, when He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. Now, we will not read that. Because I want to go to the third major reason why every Christian should fight, struggle, hunger and thirst and run to become more and more like Jesus. That is, in eternity to come, when we see Jesus, the Bible says we shall be like Him. First John chapter 3. Let's read verse 1 all the way to verse 3. First John, John chapter 3, 3. 1 to 3. Yes. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. Yes. That we should be called children of God. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. We should be called children of God. You must understand that in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, the Bible says that God demonstrates his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it's a great love that we have been redeemed by Jesus. But the greater love than our redemption is our adoption. He says, look at what great love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Yes. 
And that is what we are. That is what we are now. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. The world doesn't know our father, it doesn't know us. Dear friends, yes. now we are children of God. Now we are children and of what God. What we will be has not yet been made known. How what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that we But we, we know created, that. We know that. Yes. We shall be like him. When we see Jesus. We shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. For we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. You must understand that from everlasting to everlasting. For one billion, trillion, quadrillion. And, and octillion, nonillion, zillion years, forever and ever, you are going to be like Jesus. If you are going to be like Jesus forever, the 70, 80 years you are on this earth is just is a dress rehearsal for you to, be, to practice and become like Him. So that when you see Him and you are like Him, you are not ashamed. The final destiny of every human being is to be like Jesus forever. But that's not all. Argument number four. The greatest job of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to change us to become like Jesus. From one degree of glory to another. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen puts this forth. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. Yes. And we who with unveiled faces yes. all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory. We Which are being transformed, we are being metamorphosed into his image. From one degree of glory to another. By the Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Is that you become more and more like Jesus. From one degree of glory to another. Any Christian who is not becoming more like Jesus. You are resisting the Holy Spirit. You are quenching the Holy Spirit. You are grieving the Holy Spirit. You are insulting the Holy Spirit. You, you are stamping the Holy Spirit underfoot. And you, because if his, his labor in your life is to make you like Jesus. John 16 verse 14. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will glorify me. John 14, verse 26. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things I have said to you. 1 Corinthians 12, 3. Nobody can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God comes to glorify Jesus. And He wants to glorify Jesus in your life. Acts 1 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. He's not saying you will be witnesses, he says you will be my witnesses. You are a witness of Jesus 
the more you look like Jesus, the more you grow like Jesus, the more you behave like Jesus, the more you think like Jesus, the more you speak like Jesus. This is why 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, we have the mind of Christ. Now, that being said, I can now take argument number five. The fifth major reason why Christ-likeness in character, in doctrine, and in ministry fruitfulness is important is that God has decided that Jesus should judge all human beings. In John 5, 22 and 23, Jesus said that, look, the Father himself judges nobody. He has committed all judgment into the hands of the Son. So all people should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Acts 17, 30, 31. The Bible says, the times of ignorance God has overlooked. But now, he commands all men everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a man with whom he is going to judge the whole world. And this man is Jesus Christ. And he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. Acts 10, 42. Jesus is the judge of the living and the dead. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ who is going to judge the living and the dead. The person who is going to judge you is Jesus. You had better look like him. You know, all people who fear death, what you should fear is whether you look like Jesus or not. That is the key. If you look like him, judgment day, you will pass through. Because you are like him anyway. That's it. But that brings me to argument number six. Argument number six is that all the ministry gifts in the church are to help bring us to become like Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4, we are reading that one from verse 11 all the way to verse 13. The Bible says he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, even the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ. Yes, let's read it. It was you who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. To prepare God's people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. Yes. And in the knowledge of the Son of God. And become mature. And become mature. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Any prophet, any man of God, any Bible teacher, any apostle, any evangelist. Any pastor who does not help you to become like Jesus is fake. 
That's putting it gently. You see, the prophetic ministry in the New Testament is not on its own to do what it likes and to give you spiritual direction. That well have been directed. No, the prophets are working together with the teachers, together with the evangelists, together with the apostles, so that the church will be built up to become like Jesus. And I challenge any Christian in the world to get up and tell us whether there is a ministry gift in the church which should make you look like somebody else. In fact, Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 28 and 29, that him we preach, warning every man, and teaching every man in all wisdom, till we present every man perfect in Christ. And to this we end, proclaim I him. Yes. Admonishing and teaching everyone. Admonishing. With teaching all wisdom. With all wisdom. So that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. We may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end, I labor. Yes. Struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. Even prayer must be directed so that people will be perfect in Christ. Colossians 4.12 Colossians 4.12 Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings, is always wrestling in prayer for you, and that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. Point number seven. All Christian leaders should look like Jesus so that those following them can copy their example. Any Christian leader who cannot look like Jesus must resign from the post. Let's read 1 Corinthians. First of all, I want us to read chapter 4 verse 16 and then we read chapter 11 verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16. Yes. Therefore I urge you to imitate me. I urge you, imitate me. Paul says I urge you, imitate me. But let's hear chapter 11 verse 1. The same 1 Corinthians, yes. 1 Corinthians 11 1. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. You see, it's, it's a Greek word, mimetes. It means it's what has come into English as mime. You know, a mime is a drama where the people don't talk, but a doctor dresses in white overall with stethoscope, and then a lawyer is in the gown, and you know, the judge has the the mitre. Everything is such that the nurse is in her uniform. They don't talk, but when you look at the dressing, you know that this is... The Bible is saying, imitate me, follow my example, just as I am also imitating Christ and following his example. Leadership means you are an example. You are presenting a pattern so that people after you can copy you. If you are a Christian leader, and the kind of example you are providing cannot make it such that the people following you will be more like Jesus. You need to resign in honor. 
You see, that is the truth. But that brings me to argument number eight. The eighth reason why we need to belong to Jesus and not only that, to imitate him is the church belongs to Jesus. The church belongs to Jesus. This is my 41st year as an ordained minister of the gospel. I qualify to say what I'm saying. No church belongs to any pastor. No church belongs to any pastor. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, Upon this rock I will build my church. Acts 20, 28, He says, The church which God purchased with His own blood. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. He says, You were not bought with perishable things like silver and gold, but by the precious blood of the Lamb of God, which is without blemish. Any pastor who wants to own a church must go and die for that church and buy it with your blood. Then it's your church. The church belongs to Jesus. Not only that, the church is the wife of Jesus Christ. Revelations 19, verse 7 and 8, and then Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 27. The church is somebody's wife, the bride of Christ. Not only that, the Bible says that the church is the body of Christ. He is the head and we are his body. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18 and Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15. The church is the body of Jesus. But not only that. In baptism, what do we do? Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. We die, we are crucified with Jesus. We die with Jesus. We are buried with Jesus in baptism. And made alive together with Him. In taking Lord's Supper, what do we do? We eat the body of Christ and drink the blood of Christ. And do it in remembrance of His death until He comes. Whenever we gather together as a church, Matthew chapter 18 verse 20 says, Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, they are gifts Jesus gave to the church. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 and 8. And not only that, the truth is that the heaven we are going to is Jesus' heaven. He said in John 14, verse 1 to 3, Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. When I finish, I will come and take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. The heaven is Jesus' heaven. If you don't look like Him, you don't spend time to be conformed to him. That day, you will be ashamed. You will be ashamed. You will be ashamed. 
our union with Christ. There is no doubt about that in the scripture. That brings me to argument number nine. My ninth argument, thank you, is that look, the scripture is clear. The only person whose life please God in such a way that for three different times heaven broke and spoke to tell us that this is my beloved son Matthew chapter 3 verse 17 after Jesus' baptism Matthew 17 verse 5 at the mountain of transfiguration and John chapter 12 all the way from verse uh, 24 to uh, 33 you see, the truth is God approved Jesus' life. And how he did it was that three days after he was killed, he rose from the dead never to die again and ascended to heaven. This means that the only life which can please God is to imitate Jesus. Not only that, he was the only person who never sinned. Hebrews 4.15 He was tempted in every way like us, yet he was without sin. Hebrews he okay. 4.15 you can For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet was without sin. Was without sin. If you want to walk in this world and never sin, walk like Jesus. He is the only one who had the command over evil spirits. He broke the hand of Satan. Hebrews 2, verse 14, 15. He broke the hand of the one who had the key of death and collected the key from him. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. He says, the keys of death and hate, they are in my hands now. He is the only one who rose from the dead with immortality never to die. If you want to conquer sin, if you want to overcome Satan, if you want to heal the sick and raise the dead, if you want to rise up after your death for immortality and live forever in heaven with Jesus, you will have to walk in his steps. Let's read the passages now. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, the Bible says, anyone who says he abides in him should walk as Jesus walked. Whoever claims to live in him mm. must walk as Jesus walked. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. 1 Peter chapter 2, 21 22. To this you were called. This is why you were called. Because Christ suffered for you. Christ suffered for you. Leaving you an example. Leaving you an example. Leaving you an example. Leaving you an example. Yes. That you should follow in his steps. That you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. Please. Let me come with my argument number 10. The 10th reason why Christ likeness is important. Why every Christian 
should be angry with yourself if you are born again and you are going to church and you are not changing every pastor should be angry if church members are the same they are not growing more like Jesus and every uh, Christian leader should be worried about non-growth the tenth major argument is that Christ likeness is the only thing which heaven fuels you see it's like putting petrol in your car water where water should go oil where engine oil should go and petrol where petrol should go the truth is God has not given human beings resources to be like any other person let's read a few of the passages in Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 B he says Christ in you the hope of glory Colossians 1:27 B yes to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery yes which is Christ in you the hope of glory Christ in you the hope of glory uh, Galatians 3:27 says that as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ as a dress the Matthew chapter 28 verse 20 Jesus said lo I am with you to the close of the age we normally quote Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me do you think Christ strengthens an arm robber if you are going to fornicate do you think Christ strengthens you you see if you are cheating in exams do you think it's Jesus who is strengthening you you see when we say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me he strengthens you to be like Jesus Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says God is at work in us to will and to do according to his own pleasure brothers and sisters I want to submit to you that the only Christian life worth living is growing day by day to be like Jesus to look more and more like Jesus and to find yourself praying like Jesus mastering the Bible like Jesus walking with the Holy Spirit like Jesus your character becoming more and more like Jesus in love, in joy, in peace in long-suffering, goodness, kindness in faithfulness, meekness, self-control becoming more and more like Jesus in the gifts of the Spirit words of knowledge, words of wisdom discerning of spirits, faith, workings of miracles gifts of healing, prophecy, different kinds of tongues because that is the only approved life for a Christian it doesn't matter what church you go to your church denomination doesn't matter it doesn't matter what local church you belong to it doesn't matter who is your pastor your bishop your archbishop your pope Jesus and I hear people saying they want to rewrite the Bible next week I will come at that God bless you in Jesus name shall we pray our Heavenly Father we thank you that the scriptures are clear you have set before us jesus and he is the pattern he is the firstborn he is the son of god 
He is the goal. He is our icon. He is our model. He is the very son of God. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the light of the world. He is the bread of life. Lord Jesus, give us grace to be more and more like you. In every church, in every denomination, all over the world, wherever Christians are found, may Jesus be seen in them. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Follow JFK Men's Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.